And when they talk about difficult subjects, they still do it in a respectful way. So as long as there's no contempt or there's no hostility, um, you know, they can have a conflict, but they do it respectfully, then they are happy. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss a new study out that reveals that couples with low expectations in their marriage are just as satisfied as those who have high expectations but fail to meet them. What does that mean? Stay tuned. You don't need a special occasion to give your spouse flowers. In fact, it's probably more special to get them flowers just because. If you're still not inspired, how about if we can save you $10 on your flower purchase at bloomnation.com. Use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN10 at bloomnation.com, a marketplace that connects you with your local florist wherever you reside in the country. Again, use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN10 at bloomnation.com to save $10 when you want to surprise your spouse with flowers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. You know, you have taken a page out of Gottman's book about always being appreciative and uh, being positive because you keep flattering me so much that I just want to keep coming back. (laughs) Oh, good, good, because my biggest fear is that you decide you don't want to, so... (laughs) Um, Okay, so Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, is a relationship expert, popular speaker, um, a practicing psychologist for 30 years, has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. She is an author of Marriage and – I'm sorry, yeah, (laughs) Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last, and she is also the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Very well qualified. Um, And I am so excited that you are with me this week because this study has been making its rounds. And I've seen, I don't know, a hundred different headlines talking Mm -hmm. about this study. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to be honest, it kind of drives me a little bit crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to hear your perspective on this. Okay. And it might even be not that the study's wrong, but how people are pitching this study. Okay. So, a new study came out uh, that essentially says that high marriage expectations can doom your marriage. And what the flip side of that is when you have low marriage expectations, since you don't since you're not expecting much, it's hard to be disappointed. So your satisfaction level doesn't really change much. So I want to get your first initial reaction on this study because I know you've read it. Okay. So my first initial reaction is, of course, you know, that kind of a title is going to get people to read the article. Um, And I think in general, our expectations about anything, whether it be marriage, about the party that we're going to, about the job that we're having, has a lot to do with the outcome. So I do think expectations are very important. Um, And, you know, obviously we're going to get more into it, but I think that in life, the way we expect something to come out has a lot to do with the outcome. Okay. Uh, Now, the study 
basically suggests that you won't be disappointed in your marriage if you don't expect much from your marriage. Do you believe that's a healthy attitude? Well, okay. So I think that one of the things that even though it is 2016 and there's so much literature available to us now about relationships, I still I think that we still have remnants of the idea that we're going to marry somebody, there's going to be a storybook kind of, you know, relationship that um, love is going to conquer all, that um, we're not going to have problems and things like that. And if you have that kind of expectation, then I think that you are, you know, looking for trouble and that um, I don't want to say that your marriage is doomed, but I think that that is an unhealthy attitude. Um, I think that it's important to go in with realistic expectations about what marriage is truly about. And that if you don't have realistic expectations about a, what a long-term relationship um, is going to offer you, then you're probably not going to have a long-term relationship. Okay. Uh, one of the solutions that I have read mm -hmm. basically says try and figure out how to match your expectations to what can be delivered. And this might sound a little bit philosophical, but is that what we should be aiming for? A good enough marriage, you know, like let's get it as good as we can get it so that we're not disappointed when it under delivers. Okay. So again, you know, this goes along with the headline, like, you know, couples who don't have expectations can't be disappointed. But again, I think if we go back to what I just said, if we, you know, have the proper expectations of what a long-term marriage should look like, um, and we align them, meaning that we have good communication and discussion with our partner, before marriage takes place and we both feel like we're on the same page as we often say and are looking for the same kinds of things then we're more likely to be satisfied so first I'm going to give you a little example and then I'm going to go back to marriage okay. and I think I've actually told you this in a previous podcast I always ask my couples who are going on vacation to spend five minutes talking about what they each expect their vacation to look mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you know because without realizing it you do have ideas in your mind about how you're going to spend your vacation time with each other but you don't necessarily share them with your partner so one person thinks oh good we're finally going on vacation I've been working so hard. I'm finally going to get to sleep in. I'm going to relax. I'm not going to do much. I'm just going to sort of lay around. And the other one is thinking, oh, we finally have this time together. We don't get to spend a lot of time. We're going to get up first thing in the morning. We're going to run around. We're going to do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah. Now that's going to be a real conflict because mm -hmm. they're not seeing things the same way. But if you talk about it before you go away, then you can square it away and neither one of you has to necessarily be disappointed during the vacation. Okay, now let's go back to marriage. Okay. If you think in terms of that this is going to be a journey and along the way, we're going to have conflicts, mm -hmm. we're going to have difficulties, but we're not going to bail out. We're going to learn how to talk. We're going to learn to understand what each other's needs are. We're going to realize at times we're going to go off track. Maybe we're not going to be spending enough time with each other. What are the things that we're going to need? You know, what are our important values to us beyond 
are we having the same religion beyond we both want 2.2 children? You know, how do we um, how do we expect to spend our leisure time? Mm-hmm. What will we do if we find annoying habits in each other? How will we let each other know that? Um, to talk about how will I let you know um, that I love you? How would you like me to let you know? You know, if you if you start to talk about those things, then I think you will have a more realistic appraisal. You know, one of the things I find a lot of couples don't realize is that love is going to wax and wane. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, when you have feelings of discontent or moments of disconnection, you get scared. Well, if you talk about that, then when it happens, it's easier to come to your partner and say, you know, I'm feeling a little disconnected or, you know, somebody flirted with me in the office and it felt really kind of good. And I'm sort of feeling like, you know, if that felt really good to me, maybe, you know, we're needing to pay a little bit more attention to each other. So I think that there's a lot of discussion that needs to take place that we don't because number one, we've got the love goggles on. And number two, we think it's so unromantic. Oh, who wants to talk about those things? But again, if you go into your marriage, at least, at least with the realization that it's a journey, Mm -hmm. it's going to be bumpy. There's going to be things along the way that you didn't expect. And how will you address those that that will put you in a much better way to handle the bumps as they happen, not if, as they happen. Yeah. One of the things as you were just talking that I was thinking about is you you brought up um, essentially working on your marriage, mm-hmm. um, putting in that effort. And this is one of those things that doesn't get talked about in a study like this about, you know, is your expectations this and blah, blah, blah. Um but it's, you know, me and my sports analogies. If if you want to win the championship and mm-hmm. you do not practice and put in the effort and get mm-hmm. yourself in shape, mm-hmm. um, those might be your expectations. But can you really be disappointed in the end? I mean, people are um, when they don't win that championship. But is mm-hmm. it a realistic thing to be disappointed when it's like, well, you didn't put in the effort to, to have that championship level caliber season. And again, by the way, I want to point out that I said effort, not work, because right. I know marriage you don't like requires that work. Yeah. effort. It does right. not re it is not hard work, people. If you think marriage is hard work, flip your mindset for crying out loud. Nobody likes work. Yeah. Well, that goes back, Steve, to what I said a few moments ago, which is that people have this fantasy that because we're in love, you know, that'll, that will be what will carry us through. And that's an unrealistic expectation. Um, again, uh, if, if we're going to start out, you know, you live in California, I live in New York. So um, you and Jess are both in California, and I know sometimes you come east. Well, if you are not going to just take a plane, but there's going to be different ways that you're going to commute from California to New York, there are going to be hitches along the way. Mm-hmm. Pun with hitch and hitch. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to anticipate that at the very least, there are going to be hitches so that when it happens, it doesn't throw you. 
and you say you regroup and you talk about it and you figure out okay what do we need to get past this issue but if you think oh it's not going to be a problem it's going to be just you know smooth all all the way then you're really going to get tripped up Mm -hmm. okay so i want to talk some solutions here because Mm -hmm. What if you want to shoot for the stars, but your spouse isn't meeting those expectations? Is there a way to put that into perspective without losing the satisfaction of your relationship? And and before you answer, I want to, like, I you know, I feel like sometimes we come at this stuff, and I do, uh, I admittedly so, come at it from a very American must-win type of point of view, um, where there, I think there's more of like an Eastern philosophy of the journey matters mm-hmm. more than the destination kind of a thing mm-hmm. and you do again going back to the sports i hope i'm not annoying people but a lot of people will talk about this as it, you know we had a great season like it was a success it was you know coming in every day doing the best we could do you know so we fell short big deal like i will always remember this kind of a season and i kind of feel like you can do the same thing with your marriage um as long as you're putting forward that best effort um you know it even if you fall short in what those expectations might be, at least you know you gave it your full your full go at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so excuse my thickness at this moment, but I'm not really understanding your question. So you're saying one person feels we should be shooting for the stars and the other person feels like that's not realistic. No, I'm saying you both want to shoot for the stars, mm-hmm. um, but one person is disappointed because your spouse isn't meeting your expectations. Let's, so we, we getting back into this expectation talk, okay. um, you, 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 you and your spouse listen to this podcast and you're just like, you know what? That's, I love that. They're motivating us to like be better married people and okay, we're going to be better. And then one spouse is like, Okay, and both spouses say, okay, but then one spouse just kind of goes on with their day and doesn't really do anything to change to meet those higher expectations. Um, How can you push forward? You know, you both agree that you want to shoot for the stars, but that does take effort. And so how can you how can you make these baby steps without being having this agreement like we want to shoot for the stars, but we're you know, that takes a lot of effort and maybe we're not putting it in. Uh, Maybe one of us is putting it in and you don't want it to like crumble. You don't want to crush your your marriage satisfaction. First of all, okay. so first of all. I think that there has to be an understanding and acceptance that you can't force or change another person to do things the way that you want to. You're two different people. Mm-hmm. Your personalities are different. Your backgrounds are different. Your level of motivation is different, whatever. I think that if you both agree, okay, we're both going to try really, really hard. And then in the actual outcome of that, it looks very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that either the person who's trying really, really hard has to just say, okay, I accept this person for who they are and what they're able to do. And I'm willing to be the one that carries the ball. Or you have a conversation with your mate and you say, you know, we agreed we would both try really hard. And yet I noticed that, you know, you haven't been doing this, you know, are you stuck, you know, or do we have to you know, maybe change our goals. This is, you know, more a a Steve kind of way of looking at it. Um, Or, you know, um, are you, are you really, you know, where are we misaligned? I, I, so I think you have to look at it, but I want to give a bunch of different options because I don't think it necessarily is, 
you know, well, I'm doing it and you're not, so the hell with you, you know, mm-hmm. or, or we're doomed. I think it's a matter of reassessing, you know, is it that we both have the same idea in mind, but the um, orchestration of it is different for each of us. So maybe um, you have to have another discussion about what does shooting for the stars look like? And if still it's not coming together, where are you stuck? And maybe that person, you know, different like partners in a, in a uh, business, each are better at different things. So maybe you'll take different roles in shooting for the stars. And if it's still not working, then you have to decide as the partner who is, you know, is this marriage something I still want so much that I have to just accept my partner for who they are and readjust my expectations and my, you know, the way I look at what I'm going to get from this partner and this marriage. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly acceptable. I, I was about to ask, and this might be kind of taboo uh, because we always think uh, married people will have the same expectation, um, but it could be that one spouse once over the moon type romantic i'm head over heels in love with this person and the other person's like i want marriage satisfaction mm-hmm. um i don't need to be googly eyed when i walk through the door um, mm-hmm. i get my kicks out of you know maybe my career or kids yes. or whatever mm-hmm. um is that is that dangerous or is it come back to, well, as long as you're meeting your own personal expectations and your spouse's understanding of those expectations, that can work. It can work. Again, I think that that really, if possible, should be a discussion, you know, at the beginning, because there, there would have to be an understanding. Um, I think that that's where a lot of, um, disappointment can be, you know, you said you loved me. Um, I expected that that meant that you were going to be as invested in me. You were going to want to spend leisure time with me. You were going to want to be around the family all the time. And the other person says, no, I do love you. And for me, that means working a lot so that I can support you and give you the things that you want. Mm -hmm. Um, That's how I show my love for the family. Um, and at that point, um, I'm certainly not going to tell somebody what's right for them, but if you can, as the partner who's disappointed say, well, the overall picture is good based on a whole bunch of other criteria. So I'm not going to bail out of this marriage, but I have to readjust and maybe some of my emotional needs will be met through friends. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you really feel that there are things that you're missing in your marriage that are vital to you and the other person just can't meet them, then you may have to decide that, you know, it, it, it can't work, but I don't want to just say black and white, yeah. you know, Oh, absolutely get out. And, and the other thing is if that, if it gets to that point, um, you can also bring your spouse back into that conversation yes. and say like, you know, if you want this to work, like yes. these are the things that need, you need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, maybe it's, Maybe there, we, we've talked about this a lot. Maybe this is where some of that compromise in marriage comes in of yes. like, I understand yes. like this isn't what you want out of your out of your marriage or whatnot, but this is what I want and this is what I need. And I understand you can't give me the full shebang, but 
you know, if you can get me like 70, 80% of the way there, I'm good. Yes. I can get, I can fill in the other 20% gap. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So this whole thing, we started off and it was about, you know, if, if you set your expectations in your marriage low, uh, you, it's hard to be disappointed. And so your marriage satisfaction doesn't really differ from those who have mm-hmm. a good or high, uh, marriage. Status. So anyways, one piece of this puzzle, um, that was mentioned is, and I'm going to read verbatim from, uh, an NPR story that I found. Mm-hmm. The participants periodically completed, and this goes into the, um, how the study was done, completed individual surveys on their expectations for their marriage and their level of satisfaction. The couples were also videotaped talking over points of contention in the marriage to gauge their verbal communication skills. The marriages in which spouses were able to work well together, including being direct about what their partner did, that made them mad, and what they wanted that partner to do about it were more likely to feel that the marriage met their high expectations for happiness. How can others achieve this? Okay. So what I'm not hearing in that piece is the manner in which it was discussed. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were direct and yes, they asked for what they need. And I think that's great because I think too often one of the expectations is, well, if you, and this is, I'm going to be stereotypical sure. now. Yep. This is more women than men. If you loved me, you'd know what I want. Mm-hmm. And that's really an improper expectation. What I don't hear is, was the communication done in a respectful way? Mm-hmm. Because if you go back to Gottman's studies, yeah. one of the things that he speaks about all the time is the manner in which couples communicate. And when they talk about difficult subjects, they still do it in a respectful way. So as long as there's no contempt or there's no hostility, um, you know, they can have a conflict, but they do it respectfully, then they are happy. And so I'm not sure whether it is, as the study is saying, that it was because they were able to express what they were upset about or whether it was a factor that they're not discussing here, which is the manner in which they spoke. Okay. So, so essentially follow Gottman's advice about how you communicate. So being able, so being able to communicate is the first step. And Mm -hmm. then once you're able to do that communication, it's do it Mm -hmm. in a respectful manner. Don't stonewall. Don't, don't have that resentment. The whole, uh, you know, what was it? The four Four, horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, follow that stuff. And if you haven't read uh, John Gottman's uh, book, uh, which one is it? I know he's got a thousand of them. Is it like the seven seven skills of highly effective couples something like that yeah thank you so you can find it as a matter of fact i do believe it's in the hitch bookstore um it really is like the bible of current marriage research certainly one of the basic bibles you should be reading absolutely yeah yeah so um so i think again i think that that may be another factor that didn't get picked up or didn't get mentioned in this study that that really was um, having an impact on the result that they found. Yeah, and I don't want to shoot uh, the the researchers on this um, because it, it you know they did their research and then how other people spin it is 
completely different than what they, yes. their results might have been. So I want to I want to actually thank these researchers for doing this research because it is important because this is how we do have better understanding of these interpersonal relationships and things. So uh, I bow down to you, researchers. <laughs> um, was there any final piece of information or tips or advice or anything you wanted to add into this conversation today, Karen? I just think that, you know, each person should be aware that unbeknownst to them, they may have these expectations that are coloring or filtering the way they see things and that just like you have different needs that you may not have exposed to one another uh, or, you know, been open about that this is a very good topic to be sharing with each other because it can really uh, get in the way of having an effective relationship. Okay. Okay. And so with that, everybody, raise those expectations, but have a conversation about it because we all should shoot for the stars. At least that's my philosophy. Um, And with that, we will tie this thing up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And I want to remind everybody, you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Karen has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it and how to resolve it. So check that out. Uh, You can get this information at our website, hitchedmag.com, links to Karen's stuff. Um, But of course, you can go directly to the source, drkarensherman.com, and you can find all that great information there. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, uh, you can hit us up. We have an email button on our podcast page. Uh, Again, it's hitchedmag.com. You can reach out to us on the social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Tumblr, you name it. We are on all of them. So uh, be sure to let us know there. And if you like what you hear, uh, we really, really, really appreciate any kind of rating or review or feedback that you give on the podcast um, from whatever platform you listen to it on, uh, either iTunes or Stitcher or however you get this. Uh, And the reason I bring this up is because it helps... um, the visibility so others can find us so the more reviews and things that we have uh the more uh it boosts us and the referrals when people search for marriage information marriage advice relationship advice whatever people are searching for when they want to find a new podcast to help their relationship out so thank you thank you thank you and with that uh we will bid you adieu so one last time thank you so much karen take care steve all right that's gonna do it for us take care everybody the world is ours tonight. The world is ours tonight. We're on top of the world tonight.